Welcome, my friends. Three Songs Pod. Episode 17 of Three Songs Pod. Tribute to Minutemen. I'm Bob Nasanovich. I'm with... I'm Mike Hogan. Dennis Dale Boone is my rock and roll hero. Mine too. This is him playing the guitar on Cohesion. From Double Nickels on the Dime. Yeah. Hey Mike. Hey Bob. Yeah, we've been we've been planning on doing this show kind of off and on since the start of the podcast. Since before we even started, I, yeah. I think I said I said it's only a matter of time before we do a whole show devoted to the Minutemen. Yeah, and we've like you know it's it's been a difficult task over the last seventy two hours picking a bunch of Minutemen songs to fit within the context of our usual programming, which you know we try to keep under an hour. Right. And. Uh, so that was off Double Nickels on the Dime, probably their most famous release, 1984 on SST Records. They're, you know, and, I mean, they're, they're masterpiece, ultimately, double, double LP, 40-some-odd songs. So we're talking like Mike Watt, bass, mm-hmm. George Hurley, drums, mm-hmm. Dennis Boone, guitar and vocals. We're talking about a band where all three musicians were somehow incredible players, D. Boone and Mike Watt knew each other as 12, 13-year-olds. You want to tell the story quickly of how they met? Uh, well, supposedly they were playing in the park, and D. fell out of a tree and landed on Mike Watt, and that's how they, they met and became friends. And I think the story is also uh, D.'s mom said, Mike, you play bass. D., you play guitar. <laughs> really? Yeah. I do know about... D's parents is he's an incredibly precocious kid he grew up in like army barracks in yep. san pedro california mm-hmm. that were turned into project housing and he benefited from the fact that his parents were very much into art and music and d i think at this point as a adolescent child wanted to just play with read comic books and play with army men <laughs> And Mike Watt had a similar passion, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And George Hurley, who, who eventually joined the band, the pre-Minutemen man, band called Reactionaries, was like a surfer dude who was a drummer. 
And he, I think he was a year older. They all graduated from San Pedro High a few years later. And, and but they're all incredible players. And, oh, yeah. And, well, and it evolved over time. And we'll, we'll hopefully we'll tell that story a little bit. I mean, they were only a band for five years before the tragic passing of D and the car wreck at the end of 1985. But from the time of their first EP, Paranoid Time, on through to their last record, they really became not just punks, but like really, really good musicians who were playing music that almost defied genres. Um, Generally, usually really fast. And the thing is, for the attention span generation, there are very few minute songs that... Well... uh, Which was part of... That was part of, like, ethic of the band. The ethics of the band were incredible. I mean, unfortunately, you're cutting out a little bit, Bob. And what I'll say is the reason why they were called the Minutemen was because their songs were a minute long. And their first record, their first LP was what? How many songs? I can't remember. Uh, a punchline is like 16 minutes long. It's got like 17 songs. 17 songs, six, 16 minutes. You know, and that was that was their LP. Uh, but I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna kick the show off. Can you hear me now? Hey, you're a little. You're a little fuzzy. You're a little fuzzy, okay. but that's all right. Could be the wind. I'm in a windstorm here. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna continue off of Double Nickels on the Dime. Play the Glory of Man off Double Nickels on the Dime, which is amongst our favorite Minutemen songs and. It's actually a long one for them. So I, well, I love it, this. I love this song. Three. We're pushing three minutes here, Bob. Let's do it. Glory oh, of Man. Geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
relentless energy. Relentless yeah. energy. I love that that the end of that song where they just keep playing that riff over and over. Like that could Great go riff. on ten minutes, as far as I'm concerned. Like I really feel like they should have faded that out. Like made it like twice as long, faded it out so that it just feels like it plays for infinity. Because it could yeah, go. Yeah, but that's not the band ethic, dude. <laughs> it's that, that long song for them. I know, that, but it would have made such a such a statement if they'd done that. They got all these these minute long songs, and then they just play that one for like six. They moved on to the, they moved on to the next song know, for their next statement. That's what you're gonna do. I know. Well, I want to I want to say two quick <laughs> things about that song before we move on. It's gonna be a lot of quickness. Yeah. <laughs> I live sweat, but I dream light years. That's one of my Ooh. favorite lines ever, and that's a that's line gold. from Glory of Man. I live. I live sweat, but I dream light years. I mean, that's the Minutemen right there, you know. Well, post yeah, post. It's okay. The working man, you know. It is a working man. Keep in mind, Sam, where they came from. Oh yeah. Complete in class hand. Bob, you're getting. You're like a digitized dude. robot, man. You're cutting in and out with the Skype, dude. Maybe you got to. Oh, maybe you got to go inside. Um, Oh yeah, right. but uh, anyhow, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. The uh, one other thing that I'll say, and this this just kind of it's the it, I'll lead it into when the Minutemen first started playing. I, I I had the pleasure of talking to Mike Watt a number of times about the Minutemen and about D Boone and when they first started I playing. I was too intimidated, really. I met him a couple times. A little bit too intimidated. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I can understand that. But Mike's, Mike's the nicest guy in the world, and he'd be the first one to tell oh, you. Oh yeah. I, you know, I'm not a hero. You know, I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy. You know, but when they first started playing their instruments before they even recorded anything, they couldn't tell the difference between bass and guitar. They didn't know that one was tuned differently and it was lower. So, so once they realized that. They made it extreme, and you've got that D Boone high treble. Like Mike Watt called it, like a cheese cutter. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's it like cuts through, and because because so much of the rock that they'd heard and grew up, grown up listening to, like it was all so compressed that the bass and the guitar were not separated. That that's one of the unique things for me when I listen to a Minutemen song, like such a distinctly. Minutemen sound is there's the guitar sound and the drums. Or I mean, the, sorry, and the bass sound, and they never oh, yeah. are playing the same thing. They're never like it's 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 very very distinct, and that's to me. I mean, you hear that very well in in Glory of Man. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Well, I am going to play an earlier song. Play something from their first EP. Paranoid Time. In fact, this Keep is... Keep in mind, this is a band that had a finite career of six years. Oh, yeah. Well, it ba- and barely. And in that, you know, we talk about minute-long songs, Minute Men, over 200 songs in six years. Which oh, yeah. is... And it's not like they were recycling, oh, yeah, well, they're 52nd songs. No, these were, these were songs that they just decided not to make three-minute-long songs. Like, they're unique individual creations that and the lyrics the lyrics are just poems and paragraphs oh for sure for sure so we'll start the glory of man shows their musicianship all three of them incredible musicians that song is a perfect example of it early on you know they were good but maybe not quite 
where they got to later in their career. But Paranoid Chant, first first EP. This shows You're going all the way back. All the way back. That's this shows the fury, the fire, the passion. And, and you know, from the moment they started recording, the political uh, focus really of the Minutemen. And, you know, this song eerily, unfortunately, eerily still relevant today. Paranoid chant. Very much so. Well, it's Reaganomics. Reagan. Reagan. Reagan era. Reagan era rock. Reagan rock. That's right. Reagan rock. You're gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mellow us out as much as much as I can. I'm gonna go to. Oof. What a fantastic record. Yeah. What What makes a man start fires? This is this is, as an LP. Uh, right there for me behind. Double nickels. Lonely. It's a it's a it's a song. It's a song I think about a lonely man's dream. And and this was this was their stairway to heaven. I mean, uh, what makes a man start fires starts with fifty second songs. This one is over two and a half minutes. This is their stairway to heaven. At this point, bring it on. Bring it on the anchor. The anchor.
Beautiful song. Very Pedro. Very Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, very Port Towny. The very, like, guy lying in a Epsom salt bathtub. <laughs> in a dream. In a dream. I wish I hadn't awoken. Yeah. yeah he wanted to stay right there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, he was sleeping well. You know, I'm going to... I'm gonna. Uh, I should say, you know, this is three songs pod. Normally what we do is we each bring three songs, but this is the Minutemen. They have short songs. Bob, you and I each brought six songs, but even still, they're they're short songs. So uh, I'm going to shake things up. I'm going to play one that that wasn't on the list. I'm going to play one from, um, well, uh, from their first record, first LP. Punchline. That's right. I'm going to play the title track. I'm going to play the Minutemen's version of a joke, which which was a very, very political, historical political joke, which at the time, in 1980-81, people weren't talking about Custer being, you know, a... uh, uh, anything (laughs) other than a hero. But this this is their take. Uh, You know, it's even still uh, controversial today. The minimum, the punchline, short. There you go. To the point. That was his reaction to like reading a history book. Yeah, sixteen for Eight, sure, you know. for sure. Yeah, he's like George Custer. He got what he deserved. Yeah, you know? afraid so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they would do that, and then they would bring it completely current day and play a song like if Reagan played disco because he'd yeah. sh- he'd shoot it to shit. Which uh, this is, you know, I mean, it's hard for me to pick favorite Minutemen songs, but as far as like early period you're the dj i'm the I'm dj a, I'm, the, I'm the fractured mc you just keep hitting them i'm playing if reagan played disco yeah yeah because he'd shoot it to shit here we go Let's go. 
Yeah. Absolute frenzy. Yeah, yeah, but that, to the point. Well, then that's the thing. That's that you know, punk rock. A lot of punk rock bands like thought like you know, playing fast was the game. Playing fast, play fast, play fast, play right. hyper, play it faster. Okay, but but like, make it mean. Make it make it have have it push. You know, right. have, like come with something. You know. Well, and the thing with the Minutemen, they, were, they lived. They lived it. It wasn't just like, oh, totally. You know, we're putting on this this air. They we're not were, talking about a local band here. This band toured the country. This band had a tour ethic. They did. This band, they invented a tour ethic called Jamicano, which right. means throw all the gear in the van and get out on the road. So, like, right. I'm from Richmond, Virginia, right? Right. Do and it they on would the cheap. play there quite often. Yeah. In fact, the SST label, like, eventually, like, can you hear me now? Oh yeah, you sound good now. Okay. Because the winds died down, so like we had alternatives in always August, you know, in the mid to late eighties. Greg in like signed them on. Like the great thing about like, growing up in Richmond was that whether it was Meat Puppets or Black Flag or Second Trust, they would all come through there. And usually a great local band called Honor Roll would open for them. They play at places like, you know, Rockets, Going Bananas. And there, there was clubs for them to play. Sure, small clubs. And, and the SST had an audience, you know, like, and it was like, wow. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, we were like, I felt like we were always kind of the East Coast reps. That's cool, uh, though. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty so, awesome. Like, yeah, it was really awesome to be a kid there because, you know, there was all ages matinees and, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, like, you never knew what was going to happen. Well, and, and their whole thing, I mean, and Mike Watts still lives it when he tours. Um, they're jam Econo. They're... They're the idea being it's just them Play in a 50 van. Fifty shows in fifty days. Put right. it in a van. Right. Because any day off is a day when you're not making money. When you're you know, and when you've got no money and you're just trying to make money to get to the next gig, a day off is a luxury you can't afford. Oh, definitely. And so it's like Keep it cheap, keep it simple, keep the shows cheap. It's about getting the music to the fans. And I think in the case of the, I think in the case of Minutemen, it was more like, where are we going next? Let's have a blast on stage. Well, yeah, oh for sure. Let's but it was have a blast on stage. They couldn't wait to get up and like to me, the Minutemen were always about. I can't wait to play the next show. Like it's such a golden opportunity to be traveling around playing live music on stage. I don't care what kind of music you're playing. It's like, this is amazing to be traveling around playing our music on stage. Abs- I think that, absolutely. You know, that's affected a lot of bands. Absolutely. Okay? I don't care what kind of music you play. It's just like, get out there. Still today, like bands are just like, whatever, we got to get these songs out there. We've made like 15 great songs. Let's get out there. 
you know, like whether they know it or not, like the Minutemen, certainly every project I was associated with, especially in the early days, it's like we got a jam Meccano. Like I remember like buying a band. We actually ended up naming Gina that was so cheap and like just throw it all in there. We had a they probably had better gear. And just, like, get up and go up and, and like, see what happens. Right. Well, and the thing with the Minutemen was, ideologically, they were all about, we're not, you know, we're no different from you. We're the same as our audience. Don't put us on a pedestal. We're just guys. We're approachable. We're three guys. They would end their shows by saying things like, now go start your own band. Exactly. They were not about any rock airs they lived this whole de- do it yourself you don't need to study music in order to make music and that for me i but mean there's boy so- could they play oh yeah well absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the amazing thing is they backed it up musically yeah like a lot of bands can't no <laughs> no for sure so uh so yeah so uh, we- but the bands they played with could like they would play like a bunch of shows with D. Kreutzen from Milwaukee. Sure, they play they play a bunch of shows like wherever you know with with Honor Roll from Richmond. They play, yeah. you know, a bunch of they play a bunch of shows with their brothers on SST, and that's the way they looked. SST was like a brotherhood. Be like, who we got on the bill? Trust, cool. That's you know, Sacramento Trust. That's cool. Who's Cardu? Holy shit, they're coming. They're gonna play a bunch of shows with us in Minneapolis. Right. You know, they're they're right. coming down to play like fourteen shows around here. You know, it's like, right. Get out on the road and do your thing, like. You know, right. Whatever it takes, crash on floors. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, where do you want to go next, Bob? I, I well, I'm going to play fake contests off uh, what makes a man start fires, which is way up there with. It's a foundational song for me because it's a big part of. Well, listen to the lyrics and tell me if 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 you know like you know where Pavement got their band name from. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fake contest. Yeah.
Yeah. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed fake contest off what a make what a man what a <laughs> <laughs> what makes a man start fires, Bob. I'm still laughing so hard. It's so much fun to listen to this music. Yeah. Yeah. I love you know before you, we you before know, we move away we're, we're fully clothed like obviously I'm wearing winter clothing because I'm out on a porch I'm in a basement but before yeah. we move away so so you're not lying there naked and no. I'm not lying here naked no we're we're both not on the pavement and we're and like none of us are different that's right <laughs> that's yeah. right we're all the fucking same that's right know? that's right well I love so I love that song I love. One of the things I love about that song is just the way the guitars feed back and how they use that as an element in the middle of the song. I was wondering if they've ever listened to... Uh, I was wondering, because during the same era, I was listening to Gang of Four. Yeah. And that was, that's their most Gang of Four sounding song to oh. me. That's a song that sounds like it, it could have been like a tribute to like one of the best rock albums of all time. And I, when I say one of the best, it's kind of a cop-out. Yeah. Okay. But like Gang of War Entertainment to me is like a mind blowing record. So, okay, for sure. So, so you know, when I've talked to Mike Watt, it's funny because I think he thinks that they wear their influences on their sleeve. As a listener, I feel like no band sounds like the Minutemen. There are bands since that that have come along and, and sounded like the Minutemen. You know. The Big Boys, even the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, Sublime, like just that whole. There's hundreds. There's hundreds, hundreds. but there, I don't really and think. And there's hundreds of bands that sound like Gang of Four. Well, sure, and I don't really think that there were many bands at all, or any bands that sounded like the Minutemen before the Minutemen came out. But the, I know they were heavily influenced by Gang of Four. They were heavily influenced by Richard Hell. They were heavily influenced by Blue Oyster Cult, Creedence time, Clearwater. They were they were heavily influenced by Wire. I mean, oh, the, the length of the, the songs. Like, you can see their access to those American. You know, you can see the access to the big classic rock bands. But like, how did they get Gang of Four and Wire? Because those well, are obscure bands from England. Sure, but I think that that's they took that. And that that was essential to the sound because otherwise, you don't have the minute long songs. You don't have that angular guitar. The jagged edges, I think, had to come from that influence. Gang of Four. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Fake contest for sure. For sure. Feedback. Absolutely. The feedback. Absolutely. So. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do another one off. Uh, do this, a bunch. Do a bunch. This is a short one. This is this is we're going back to double nickels on the dime. This is one of my favorite songs. Uh, it's only just over a minute. It's my heart in the real world. Uh, oh, I love this song. Love the lyrics. Listen to the lyrics of this. Listen to it for the first time. Even if you've heard it a bunch of times, listen to it for the first time again. Check out these lyrics. This lyrically in my opinion is very influenced by by Richard Hell. If if musically it sounds quite different one of my favorites fantastic yeah so my soul collapsed into a big ill wad some big thunder law forces me to eat shit and if i was a word could my letters number a hundred more likely question gutter on one syllable anglo-saxon
sheets disregard my pronouns. I am defeated. I'm a cool damn clay. All right, I'm gonna, See, Minim- uh, it was a fun band. It was a yeah. Like, Minutemen were a fun band. Yeah. it was all energy yeah. and it was fun. It was yeah. fun. But some serious shit. Let me, let me, let me, if you missed the words. Hear the words. I and, know the words. And so my soul collapsed into a big guilt wad. Some big thunder law forces me to eat shit. And if my word, if my, if I was a word, could my letters number one hundred, more likely coarse and guttural, one syllable Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> that is such that is like poetry frankly well, i'm a victim of fact let's say i loved a girl but the world was wrong and i was forced to march in line but i felt like handcuffs machines disregard my pronouns i am defeated i am cool damp clay yeah <laughs> love it's that one song his, one of his best uh, oh. one of his best paragraphs <laughs> seriously it's hey. like paragraphs like i think i don't know how the lyric i don't know how they did the lyrics i think i don't know well, how it ever worked like it was like a, a guy like bringing like a bunch of poems to a recording session because i've been a part of that like like so, build the song around a poem here's build the, the song thing. around a poem here's the crazy thing a lot of the lyrics were written by a bunch of different people it wasn't just d it wasn't just mike watt hurley wrote lyrics Hurley was working in a factory. Hurley was writing lyrics. A lot of these were his lyrics. There were even, you know, friends of the bands. Chuck Dukowski would write songs, and and they would put music to them. Uh, there's a really, there's a, you know, the 33 and a third book series. There's a good uh, 33 and a third version of Double Nickels on the Dime written by a guy named Michael Fournier. He's cool. on Twitter. Uh, I actually follow him. He follows me. It's worth reading. And he tells the story about how the record was made. And he also, one of the most interesting like things. Like Fournier, like Evan Fournier of the Orlando Magic? F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R? Uh, yep, yep, exactly. Um, okay. He tells a story of, do you know how the record was sequenced? No. It's okay. It's okay if you don't. Because I didn't until I read this. The deal was they picked the three band members, Mike, D, George. They picked songs. They went in order like a draft. Okay, There was D's side, Mike's side, George's <laughs> side. They picked songs in order. And then that's what appeared on their sides. And then the fourth side was all the undrafted songs. So you'd think that the last album, side four, you would think that that was the Drek, the ones nobody wanted, but that was still, there were still a lot of really good songs that ended up on side four. It was just, you know, for whatever reason, you know, George is picking the songs that he wrote and Mike's picking the songs that he wrote. Um, but yeah, just to think about it, to listen to the record in that context. I had no idea because it's so cohesive. Yeah. No, that's the story. Behind. And the, the other thing is <laughs> the, the the start of the record, it starts up with the, with the, 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 the um, the cars in each oh yeah yeah each one it's the the car starting up and there's I think jo- about the starting of a van starting of the tour well, van what it is is it's it's each one of the band members cars so there's George's car there's Mike's car there's D's car you know and then the three car jam is the three cars together all making one sound um so anyway the cool effect yeah for sure um 
If you don't have a copy of it, get yourself a copy of Double Nickels on the Dime. Oh my God! Yeah, if you if you if you're <laughs> listening to this show and you don't have a copy of it, um, no, that you're fine. You're fine. You are, but you're fine. The, 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 put it on the short list. If, if you want to have way. a fun weekend, I'll put it that way. Put it on the short list. Um, I, I I'm gonna do. I I went off script. I'm gonna no, go. You keep doing that. You keep doing that on this band. Yeah. It's okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm absolutely I'm, fine. I'm gonna play another one from Double Nickels. This one's this one's another one of my favorites. Uh, I keep saying that, but it's true. Two beads at yeah. the end. Two beads at the end. Ooh. Musically, I mean, so such a tight band. Let's let's check it out. That's hey, one, do me a favor. Do you, me a favor. You got it. Play Tension off the punchline, the fourth release on SST Records, the first length minimum record at 16 minutes. Play Tension. All right. I'll do it. Yeah.
You ever get that feeling? Yeah. Monk in a church, a big empty church? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics, it's the lyrics. So even going back to Two Beads at the End, that was one written by George. I feel like a poker in someone's fireplace, you know? And the story is, if you read that book, he was working on the factory and he's writing these lyrics. You know, like, what was he doing? Canning or something? Yeah, probably. Who knows? Yeah. You know. I wonder how George is doing. I don't know. Because Mike's out there. Mike. Mike's, is, Mike yeah. is on the road. Right? Mike's on the road. He's playing with Iggy. He played with Iggy Pop in the yeah. last five years. He's a, he's a member of the Stooges now, Mike Watt. <laughs> yeah, and like when he's not doing that, he's doing like. In fact, recently I watched him play like a live show with a Minutemen cover band. A guy with an organ that was doing all the D Boone parts. Did you see that a couple no, months ago? No. Some guy put that on like live Facebook right after it came out, like some back porch party. It was insane. I'll find that for you. Okay. But also we should talk about the documentary. You gotta talk about the documentary. Yeah, well, you know, we jam a cano. If you haven't seen it and you're at all interested in any of the stuff we've been talking about and playing tonight, definitely check it out. Buy a copy if you can, find it online if you can't buy a copy um it kind of summarizes the whole story through mike's lips it does and as well as you know a bunch of people that were involved and influenced you know i mean interviews it's got archival footage it's got interviews with members of sonic youth and black flag and you know the people involved in the scene at the time i um, think is tom borovich on there he he it's been a while actually so you don't know this, but this is a personal, this is a very, very personal thing for me. Um, because well, you named a record label after, you know. Well, this, I, I, I did, I did, but but even, asi- even aside from that, you know, that was, even aside from that, and, and this is a complete coincidence. It's like I was very inspired by the, the Minutemen, so much so that I put out a compilation of a bunch of bands covering their songs, but completely separately, I, I, I made... A good friend when I was in college, around the time I was doing all that, I met a guy named Keith Sharon, who was my best friend in college. He was a couple years younger than me. He was at the radio station. He actually wasn't a student at Santa Clara, but he was at KSCU. And then he ended up transferring from the junior college he was at to Santa Clara after I graduated because he was a couple years behind me. But Keith and I, we, we really hit it off. We were super, super good friends. And Keith is one of the guys, he's the producer of We Jam Econo. And he said, you know, I'm going to, I want to do this, this documentary. I'm going to put it out. I'm working with this buddy of mine and they did it. I actually saw the premiere in when when he was touring before it was released on DVD. He came and showed it at, at Clinton Clinton street theater in Portland. Back when I was living in Portland, I hung out with Keith. I saw it. I was like, Keith, that's amazing. I'm, you know, like so excited for you. Uh, and, it's absolutely worth seeing. And the reason, you know, I mean, I tell this story not just because I know Keith and I, I like, I really feel like Keith was a brother. And Oh, yeah, I know the feeling. Keith, one of the nicest guys you've ever, ever, ever met. Absolute sweetheart. Would go out of his way for anything for you. Keith passed How's away. Keith doing now? He Keith, passed sorry. away on New oh, Year's no. Eve. Of brain of brain cancer, two young kids and a wife. 
you know, I mean, I heard about that and I was like, I told you before, if we went a certain route, I might cry. Like if I talk too much about this, this you know, but I like, please, you know, just from this heart, bless his heart, you know, Keith and his family, like Keith's passion was music and Keith actually played the, the compilation I released uh, has a song by a band called Blowout. Keith was playing guitar in that band. Um, did a cover of, of one of the Minutemen songs. Which one? Uh, I think it was... <laughs> you're putting me on the spot here, man. Yeah. It might have been Search. I don't I don't remember off the top of my head. It's been a long time. That thing came out 25 yeah. years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, Keith was, was absolutely passionate about music and passionate about the Minutemen. And pa- you know, I mean, he was just... A really great friend. So, um, and, and and he also worked on a Jawbreaker documentary that I think is finally seeing the light of day now. Um, so Good check band. that out too. Uh, but yeah, Weird Meccano with Keith producing. Yeah, Keith Sharon. You know, I mean, watch yourself a br- copy of Weird Meccano, brother I think, Keith. I think you can watch it on YouTube, brother Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tribute to my man. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll play uh, a song to tri- play a song. Tri- play a song tribute to yeah let's play cut let's play cut which we haven't played anything from buzzer howl under the influence of heat for me musically and sonically this is the pinnacle of the minutemen for me this this, whoa that is that's 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 way off base well a lot of ways to me like i mean i like the record i'm sitting looking at it right now but but here's why just it's crackling. I mean, you, you I'll play this. It's crackling with energy. I mean, the, well, this is on New Alliance. This is not this on is, SST. It was recorded live in the studio. It's just like it. There's no overdubs. It just feels like it is bursting at the seams. Like it's exploding you know the story about New Alliance. out of its skin. That's that's Mike Watts' label, right? Well, Mike and D and yeah. like a couple other people. Right. And they're like they were on SST, and they're like. Well, we want to put out music too, and then yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike realized that, and D realized that, like, all you have to do to put out records, and you and I put out records, is like find somebody to put out records. Yeah. Like, it's not that complicated. You got to pay for the the pressing, you know, basically. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's it's ex- it's sort of expensive, but it's not really, right? You know, like, right. So if you love music, then put out cool records by bands that you love, and that's like, you know, yeah. that's New Alliance. Yeah, that's that's this is. I think this is the only. I think they. This is the only Minutemen record that's on New Alliance as opposed to SST. I think it was distributed by SST. Right, exactly. But it's just yeah. like, I just love, like, it is, it's so, like, over the top. I mean, we'll play it and we'll talk about it, but it's just, yeah. it's in your face. The sound of this record is so, it just grabs you and doesn't let you go. Cut. Rip it. Cut by the Minutemen.
So, anyways, <laughs> I'm going to tell a story real quick. So, Because it. it'll lead into our next song. Because the Minutemen, like, in 85. So, they entered in this period where they'd made all these amazing records in their own form. And they were suddenly challenged with this, like, MTV generation thing, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so they made this on SST. They made this record called Project Merch, which is an EP. And the MTV hit on the on the EP was a song called King of the Hill. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, and it's a brilliant They video. made a video, yep. They had to make a video. It's yep. like, you know, that was like, okay, make a video. It's like MTV's happening, make a video, boys. Right. And it's a it's in a hilarious right. video. Right. Okay. And but at the same time, like for hardcore Minutemen fans, it was like this certain awkwardness being portrayed <laughs> of like this isn't an MTV band. Yeah. You know, right. This is the Jamacano band. Sure. This is the band that like is not part of the biz. Sure. They're not part of the I don't and the biz in the eighties was not defined as like it was get. It was underground. It wasn't even called indie rock then. There was oh, no yeah. indie rock. No, there was, was no term for it. Yeah, yeah. There's no terming. It was like underground rock or punk rock or just like rock on the streets or just like. And there's so much great stuff going on everywhere, in this country and around the world. And you know, of course, we've documented it on the show as best we can, as best we can. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this was like the Minutemen trying to come up with an MTV hit. And the video is hilarious, but like, go ahead and play King of the Hill off Project Merch. All right, let's do it.
So you thought that was an attempt at a hit? I don't think it was an attempt at a hit. I think it was an attempt by Minutemen to respond to make a song that is still Minutemen, but that people, everyone can like figure out what's going on. Okay, while still not divorcing yourself from what your ethic. Yeah, no, I can see that. I always, I always saw at least the cover, and in in the concept of the Project Mercy P as a bit of tongue in cheek. You know, the cover well, it's a Project Commercial, Project well, Commercial. Well, right, exactly. That's what Mersh is. The, the you know they would talk about Mersh. You know, we're going Mersh. We're going mer- commercial. But uh, the cover drawn by D Boone, the artwork has an executive with charts and graphs. Exactly. And exactly. He says, he says it's like I've, a smart-ass cover. I've got it. We'll have them write hit songs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was their attempt at a hit. Yeah. Like, okay, no. We're still going to be ourselves. We're still going to be Minutemen. We're still, this is our, this is as MTV like, as we're ever going to get. But completely tongue-in-cheek. So when, when we do songs that are three-plus minutes long and have trumpets and things, you know, it's completely tongue-in-cheek, and it's also very much us. Oh, so, com- wildly political like and, in, in, a, in a great way. And I feel like that record... Easy to grasp. ...still stands up. I mean, y- you know, we play that song... Oh, definitely. ...completely stands up. Um, and, like, you gotta... Like, my personal experience with the Minutemen ended there because I saw the band a few months after that record came out. right. And you talked about your dear friend, Keith. And I'm going to quickly talk about my friend, Norty. Okay. And I mentioned the story previously in Lexington. I saw it two weeks before D died in a tragic van accident. He was driving back from a tour. Right. And there was a, they, whoever was driving the van drove off the road. Yeah, it was his girlfriend, Ar- I believe. Arizona. Yeah. I believe his girlfriend or something. Yeah. And D fell off the back and broke his neck. Okay. He was 27. So the, and which was a sad time. And I was actually filling out my ballot result. Okay. So you were like 14. So you didn't, you know. Right. Yeah. I was and a little young. So I'd finished my first semester in at college and I'm sitting at home Christmas, happy to be home. And I've, the ballot result was amazing. It was like, you got this yeah. ballot, yeah. Okay, in, and you've got like seventy-five minutes, Minutemen songs. You're gonna, in, and like this, is how cool this band was. It's like we want to make a live record, or we want to make a record of like alternative takes of our songs, but we want our fans to vote. Well, you know what it was. You know what they were gonna do, and it and it came. The ballot came in the three-way tie for last, if exactly. I remember correctly. And yeah. what they were going to do was they were gonna have their fans vote. And then the top vote getters, they were going to record a live record in studio of those songs. That right. was the idea. Right. That was the idea. So I'm basically sitting there filling out my ballot result on December 21st when I first got home. And I'm picking my songs and like, you know, just like we're doing tonight, just like we're doing tonight, picking our songs. And I'm picking, I was like, I got to have a version of this, got to have a version of this, got to have a version of this. Okay. And... And my friend Norty, who I'd known since I was 13 years old, contacts me like, and he's, I'm actually still filling out my ballot, and he tells me that, that I don't know how he even found out. He told me that, that D. Boone died. Mm. 
December 22nd, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, well, I guess I'll finish my ballot and and send it in, you know. Yeah. And and I'm not going to talk about Nordy on this show because he was a huge. I'll talk. I've got plenty of opportunities to talk about him on and on. He, he only lived to the age of 23 himself, but <laughs> that's all beside the point. It was the. It was a very sad day. I was like, you know, it's the only time that, that I really ever recall weeping over the death of somebody I didn't really know. It's just like my rock and roll hero, you know. Yeah, sure. So, but uh, that's all beside the point, really. Well, it's actually it's kind of it's part point, of the like, point too. Well, because I'd seen him, I'd seen him play like the opening for him. Saw him play this amazing show. We talked about it on the, on the last show how. Uh, in fact, one of the one of the things that you brought up was that I left the show because I thought that the, it was Minutemen opening for REM and Minutemen continued to play after a guy threw a beer in D's face because he wanted to see REM and like REM was properly annoyed by that and uh, and they left the stage. So I was like, "This is over." Rich, my my buddy Rich Walker, I was like, "Let's get out of here, Richie," you know, and. You said that uh, I guess after a half hour break the show went on. Yeah, well, I, I, after after you told that story, I, I searched and I found there's a there's an REM website, or fan website devoted to all their shows, and it, uh, it it mentions that there was a break and they came back and did an acoustic set and then later they came back and did another electric set. But, but who knows how long? I mean, obviously long enough that that you took off. Yeah, I was like, well, this has to be over, and it was like ten degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, we got to hit the road. Yeah. And we'd already seen a magical 45 minute Minutemen set. Like, right. we, we, right. we, we accomplished our goal. Let's hit right. the road. Right. Right. And uh, so, anyways, you play one. What are you going to play next? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay. I'm going to stay on the record that I played prior, Buzzer Howell, and the influence of Heat. This is Little Man with a Gun in His Hand, which. New which, Alliance. Another New Alliance. Th- this song sh- appears on the vinyl version, not on the CD, but the vinyl version of Double Nickels. But this is the version that I love. Just the energy from this, this Buzzer Howl version. It's just, it's amazing. One of my favorite songs all time. Yeah. yeah.
It's just our soul music, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we, you know, like soul music. We always hear that expression, like soul music. Like, so you listen to soul music. So like, That's so right. Minutemen's like soul music. It really is. It really is. Because <laughs> to guys like us, like it's soul music. It's about, know? it's about the passion, you know? I mean, it's like it doesn't the have to be fast. It's the, the energy. Passion, like, and, what, yeah. what, make, what made you love music as a kid? Right. Right. You know, right. It's like, so right. like you hear like these okay, guys are like, not phoning it in, Bob. They're not well, phoning. And it the in. other thing is like you know, of course we like whenever we listen to music that is called soul music, we think about other people's definition of soul music. So on three songs pod, Minutemen's our soul music. Yeah. Well. Sh- I, I I would yeah for sure absolutely and the thing is I could play I could do ten of these shows where we pick six songs each I could do ten you know like I could yeah do, but we're playing like we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we'll never get it out of our system no for sure but yeah. but I think I think you bring up a good point like all of these songs that we're playing in some ways are our soul music they're they're songs that move us in a way. They're a big part of why we love music. Yeah. They're a big part of everything we've thought about, never cared about music, whether we played sure. music or ever done music, you know. For sure. For sure. And like, you know, regardless of their influences and our influences, like kind of all boils down to them and I'm gonna go back to double nickels on the dime. Yeah. Play it. It's all expected right. I'm gone. All right. Gone, Georgie. Gone, yeah. Georgie. George. Did you ever see Firehose? Oh, yeah. So many times. Unfortunately, because yeah. I never got to see the Minutemen, so I, I made up for it by seeing Firehose probably 50-some-odd times. Let's, quick, let's quickly tell the story of Firehose. So, sure. 
Yeah, you do it. Well, you saw it fifty times. I saw it eight <laughs> times. Yeah. So you, you know, I mean, D Boone died tragically, horribly, and after that, you know, I think the story is Mike Watt didn't know what he was going to do. He was, you know, this is his childhood friend. So unlike unlike Sunset Girls, who just like stopped. Well, and I think Mike didn't have any plans on doing anything. But, exactly. Right. And and out of the blue, from his standpoint, out of the blue, he got a letter from a guy. And it was from Ed Crawford, who went from went as Ed from Ohio because he wrote Just a huge Minuteman fan from Ohio. Right. And and he had heard some friend of his had said, Oh, hey, I hear Mike Watt is uh interviewing or auditioning guitarists to, you know, continue on for the Minutemen, you know, after D. Boone died. Completely false story, but Ed ran with it and wrote a letter, sent it to Watt, somehow got his address, sent it to Watt. Watt got it and was just at first like, no, I don't want to do that, you know, like just like still mourning. And then thought, you know, I talk about anybody can do this and go start your own band, and here's this kid who out of the blue just reaches out to me. Maybe I should try it. You know, I think he was like 22 probably. Yeah, and so he said, okay, fine, let's do it. And so that's how Firehose started. And George from the Minutemen was the drummer, and you know they released... They were around longer than the Minutemen Ifin, were. Ifin's really good record. Ifin's really Ifin. good. Raging Full On is really good. You know, there's, yeah, really good. There's some, there's some good Firehose records. Unfortunately, you know, because how great the Minutemen are, they're dwarfed. We'll, we'll play Firehose on, yeah. on subsequent shows. For sure. But, um, but yeah, it, so, so that's, how, that's how Mike continued on. And, you know, he would play some of his Minutemen songs in Firehose. One story, one Minutemen story that relates back to It's Expected I'm Gone, because I was listening to that song and I was thinking about Mike Watt telling this, saying this. This, this, is, this was, I interviewed Mike a number of times, and one time was when Firehose was opening for a bigger band. I won't name names, because he was kind of, you know, a little down on them. Um, and the, the bassist, the bassist had a very prominent style that was very flamboyant, well, shall we say. Um, flea, flea. No, it was not flea, but it was somebody else from, from that okay. area. So, um, and so I said, I said, you know, what do you think of his style? And he said, he plays bass like it's a guitar. Bass isn't a guitar. It's a kick drum with notes. Yeah. And, and. No, like listening to It's Expected I'm Gone, like that's a perfect example. Mike's bass in that song, it's a kick drum with notes. Oh, oh yeah. And and that's that's essentially his style throughout all of the Minutemen and, and, and Firehose and beyond. But uh, yeah. I can't play the kick drum, can you? No. No. Me neither. No. No. Uh I talked to Janet Weiss last night, and she said, you can play the kick drum. I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> You're the percussionist, man. <laughs> no, I hate it. I hate yeah. using my feet. Well, anyway. Um, all right, we've been <laughs> rambling way too long. We've, we've yeah, no, probably no, gone overboard. I'm sorry. No, no, we haven't. You can't do it. I'm no, sorry. No, never I'll, apologize. Well, it's three songs pod. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll apologize. If, if, if you're listening on a commute, and your commute's ended... 
because we've been rambling too long. I'm, I'm then sorry. we got you there. Yeah. We got you there. All right, <laughs> but uh, we're going to end the show with uh, this is a song. This is essentially could be called the story of the Minutemen, and this is a song that like. You know, you talk about getting choked up, and I talked about getting... Like, this song kind of chokes me up when I listen to it, because it's Dee talking about and singing about... Why they were a band. Why, why they were a band. Why, band. why, why music's band. important. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and you know... Because punk what, rock saved their lives. That's right. And, and what what it is to be a member of the Minutemen. So this is History Lesson Part 2. It's what it's like to be the member is, of any band. I will say this. Band. It is also the inspiration. The line from this song is the inspiration for the title of the compilation record that I put out as a tribute to the Minutemen. Good which, choice. Which, which came out prior to the book with this, of the same name about the Minutemen and Husker Du and a bunch of other bands from the area, from the era. And the line being, our band could be your life. Because exactly. that was what, the, more than anything, that was what the Minutemen was about. Our band could be your life. We, Six years of existence. We could be you. You could be us. You could do You'll this. Be a band. Yeah, do it. Inspiration. Minutemen. History lesson. This is the live version from that ballot result record, which you mentioned, Bob. It's my favorite version. My favorite version. Yeah. And there's a lot of versions of the songs floating around. This is a live this is a live version recorded a couple years before D Boone died. Studio Z in Los Angeles, History Lesson Part Two. Yeah. Thank you.
Yeah. So like Bob Dylan, Joe Strummer, good old e, good old John Doe, E. Bloom, John Doe. Yeah, he's still out there rocking. That's right. Know. Bob That's... Dylan, you know, like they weren't like. There's no, there's like inspiration to them. Well, and what he's what he's saying is like this is me living that. You know, mm-hmm. like this is me taking that inspiration and doing something with it. You know, not just sitting around in my basement listening to those records, but in acting. In his own format. Yeah, but acting, acting on it. And to me, that's the most inspiring thing about the Minutemen and their legacy and D. Boone and his legacy. And I got to, I mean, I think about everybody we lost early, you know, and there are there's almost nobody else him and Otis Redding those are the two that i think god what could have been what kind of music did we list, miss out on because well, we lost i don't lost know much them. about Otis Redding to be honest but I, I do know a lot about D Boone and and i would like to say that that i can't imagine like you know you think about people like influences on your life leaving the planet okay and you've mentioned, I've, you know, we've mentioned a few on the show, but like from a musician standpoint, from a great person standpoint. Right. Right. D is D. Right. Yeah. Right. A major loss. Major loss. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But I like, mean, that's all beside the point. It's all about loving the music. Right. Honor you know. D. Yeah. And like, I understand that like a lot of it is like probably too abrasive for like, some ears and like but this is our soul music on three songs pod this is it is (laughs) and you know what (laughs) i have a feeling we're gonna do at least one or two more of these there's there's you know over 200 minutemen songs in there in there and we pray six years six years we played i don't know what 15 of them maybe i've got probably 20 maybe 20 mike Uh, that's a long one but hell with that yeah but it was fun it was it was a good time bob yeah, thanks, Mike. Sorry about my technical difficulties. That's I'm okay. In a Des Moines windstorm. That's I'm in okay. A Des Moines windstorm. It fixed itself. We're good. We're good. Good. So uh, right, I, we got it I had fun. Thank you, Bob. Thanks everyone for listening. I'll see you next time at the Breeders' Cup. We'll give away next time. We'll give away just six songs, three each, and we'll give away three Breeders' Cup picks for people who are betting on the horse races, the World Championship horse races next week at Del Mar Racecourse. I like it. Let's do it. A, yeah, a different, yeah. maybe, maybe another extended one, or we could do two parter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a lot of our chances. I think we're going to draw the Friday card on the Monday. Yeah, so it'll it'll be fun. We'll 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 I'll shake things there. up. I'll be live on Sunday. I know you live will. I'm excited. All right. Again, well, with, well, again, three songs pod jams the Kano. Yeah. So we have no sponsorship. We don't we don't care about that. We're just happy to show up and go up. That's right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging with us. Until next time. Thank you, Mike. Yeah.